O God, who instructs the hearts of your faithful by the light of your Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to be truly wise and to live as your people. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text this morning opens with John's declaration when he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In the prior opening verses of the gospel, John the baptizer is introduced as the forerunner of Jesus to be a witness of the light that would come into the world, but that John himself was not the fulfillment of that promise. John is part of the opening act of the story of God unfolding in the human life of Jesus the Christ. John was not the main attraction. John the baptizer had been questioned by priests and Levites as to his identity and purpose. They wonder if he's the new Moses to lead them out from under bondage of Rome, or perhaps he's the return of the prophet Elijah with miracles. But John knew who he was. John knew to what he was called. I wish that was as simple for all of us. John was that voice calling to prepare the way for Christ. Not the central figure, but he's crying out in the wilderness, on the outskirts, collecting those around the edges, around the margins, directing attention to one greater than himself. Out of John's understanding of who he was and who he was not, he was able to see with eyes of faith, along with his natural eyes, that the Lamb of God had indeed come. He recognized who Jesus was and would proclaim it to others so that they too could find Jesus. John was not threatened in obtaining more power or followers. He didn't have to be the center of attention, but he had to be able to point the way. The next day, in pointing out who Jesus was, it caught the attention of two of his own disciples. I wonder how long they had been together, how long these disciples of John had walked with him and walked with each other. But in a holy and an unselfish act, John proclaimed again who Jesus was, and two of his own disciples left him. But they didn't leave him just for any reason at all. They left him to begin following Jesus because John had pointed them in the right direction and shared the good news. And then Jesus sees them, Andrew and another disciple. And it's no secret that Andrew is my favorite. And eventually, Andrew, and eventually Jesus invites them into relationship with him. Now Andrew sees and has found the Messiah, and he points to his brother, Simon, called Peter, to Jesus. Simon Peter also joins Jesus and becomes great in the early church, and Andrew fades into the background. He occupies a lesser role, but he knew who he was. He knew what he was called to do, to point the way to Jesus for someone else. Each one of the people in the gospel are great, not because they are prominent, but because they saw who Jesus was and were able to point someone else toward him. They experienced Jesus, 
and they shared that understanding with another. If you have ever been to a college football game, you'll remember the intricate steps musicians take as they play their instruments during halftime. They are led by a person who is pumping their arm up and down with a very large baton, wearing very large and fancy cuffs on their uniform. All eyes are on this person from around the stadium, and they are truly the center of attention. They are called the drum major, but they have no drum. But for that moment, with thousands in attendance, they take center stage. That is their work to do. Fifty-five years ago, on February 4th, in 1968, in a church in Atlanta, a preacher gave the sermon titled, The Drum Major Instinct. He defined it as the desire to be first, to be recognized, to receive distinction. This is exactly the opposite of what John the Baptizer and Andrew showed. Instead, they served the work of God in proclaiming the good news, pointing to the way to Jesus. And that preacher from Atlanta went on to say, everybody can be great because everybody can serve. We don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace, a soul generated by love. That preacher was the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And tomorrow, the national holiday that celebrates his short and impactful life will be. Like John the Baptist, both men proclaimed the coming of the kingdom of God and were cut down for speaking out for righteousness. But we still need people to speak out. We still need people to serve. We still need people to have hearts full of love. We still need people whose hearts overflow with grace and are willing to share the welcome of Christ with other people. Most of us will not achieve national or international fame. Most of us will not be great by world standards. We may not be fluent or rich or have every resource at our disposal, but we can be great in the ways that matter. We can share the light of the world with the world. We can love our neighbors and our enemies. We can seek to love deeply and richly, and we can forgive, because that is where true greatness lies. <laughs>